my podcast about climate change with White Snake. You can hear my partner coughing in the background from smoke that is uh, filling the air of Los Angeles from multiple fires that are very tragic. This is maybe the third time in a couple weeks that I've re-recorded this intro. Still trying to figure out what this podcast is. I'm Jessica Seely. I'm a comedian. I'm trying to do a podcast about climate change to document and get out there and discuss and process this specific time in history where we were experiencing the beginning of a largely human-caused shift in the climate that uh, might cause a lot of suffering. Um, actually already is, and, uh, it's a very bizarre time. Uh, in my last introduction that I tried to record, I said a lot. I said a lot of things. I tried to make jokes. I talked about the, uh, midterms and all my thoughts on those, and I'm kind of spouting information and... Uh, I think the midterms made me a little bit manic. I had like a lot, you know, you're trying to research, trying to stay on top of it because there's this fear, um, that is, uh, if we don't put this in, put some work in that our democracy is going to slide way out of our control, which I think a lot of us feel like it already has. However, I kind of wanted to start this podcast not as an informational or opinionated sort of thing, just kind of more as a honest, um, feelings-based, uh, humble, uh, um, uh, fucking just showing what it is to be here right now. Uh, I was going to say take on what it is to be here, but uh, I don't want to have it be a take. Okay, so hopefully I'm smart enough to edit some of that out. (laughs) I got um, my first um, message feedback from an old college friend, Valerie, who is a physicist and a great drummer. I haven't seen her in a while because she lives in... The Netherlands building uh, microscopes? I don't know exactly. I should actually find out. But rad person. Um, And uh, I was happy to get some feedback from her. Hopefully people write me and sort of help me shape what this is going to be. So Valerie said, Irma Gerd, 
I wanted to write you a message about your podcast even before you responded to my comment on Facebook. I responded to a comment. I want to tell you thanks for doing this. This is important work. Nowadays, when I see climate change-related news, I feel my chest tighten, and I withdraw and turn away or quickly move past it so I don't get sad. It's so important to bring this issue to the forefront with comedy and sweetness and open hearts and love for each other. We need to support each other. Climate change is going to bring a lot of suffering. We need to be practiced in the art of selflessness and sharing. If we aren't just ready to accept, if we aren't ready, if we aren't just ready to accept that a mass extinction is coming, we need to get together and do some fucking brainstorming already. Thanks so much for your creativity. It's inspirational. Also, have you seen the sci-fi movie called Downsizing? Uh, with Matt Damon. Uh, Yes, I have seen that movie, and I want to talk about it at uh, a later time, hopefully with a guest, maybe with Valerie. I don't know how we got to fly her in from the Netherlands, but that would contribute to climate change, all that jet fuel. But I think it'd be worth it. <laughs> um, but with my guest this week, we did talk about a couple movies. We talked about... Um, uh, well, we talked about one experience we had with watching a movie about war, and we forget the name of it, and it's actually called Eye in the Sky, and, uh, with the late Alan Rickland, um, pretty heavy movie, um, and we spend some time watch, uh, processing the movie Last Reformed, which is with Ethan Hawke. It's about climate change. It's about a priest who um, sort sort of tries to help some um, member of the community come out of some despair around climate change. But then this priest, spoiler alert, you might want to watch this movie if you haven't um, before you listen, before you don't listen to this podcast. Um, and, uh, the priest ends up sort of taking on a lot of that despair and kind of processing like, oh, is God mad at us for what we're doing to this planet? And should we feel kind of the shame and guilt? And, uh, right now I, I have a little bit more despair than usual because I have asthma and I'm breathing in this smoke and, you know, you got, you have, you, people are affected by this kind of stuff. It's very emotional and scary to see everything around you on fire because it's so dry. It's October or it's November and it's only rained once. Um, so I, I, I do try to, um, uh, spend a lot of time with myself to get myself in a place where I can, um, bring hope, be hope, work on change, because what the fuck else am I going to do with my life? I've already done the whole despair thing, and um, it had too many hangovers. So I yesterday went to the spa, $20 day spa, shout out to Koreatown, and uh, it was really wonderful because they have all these <laughs> air filters, and the air felt good, and I sat in the hot tub, which... I actually did that um, 
the day after Donald Trump won the election because I felt so traumatized that I just went um, and sat in a hot tub. And that was like one of the best moves I could have made because it kind of brought my body sort of back into itself. Water is so healing. It is the opposite of fire. This is a um, hot topic. And this week we have the amazing uh, Johan Miranda amazing fucking comic and person so smart um please enjoy okay here we are it's sunday thanks for tuning into this show which has a name uh i'm really excited to introduce the guest for the day my friend hilarious comedian Johan Miranda. What up? And uh, also X, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we ha- we um, dated. How do you feel about that? I put it in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you think it ranks uh, with other relationships? Uh, um, it's, am- it's, it's a, yeah, it's up there. Am I the one that got away? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always just want to know. Um. But relevant to the topic, uh, my favorite memory of you in when we were dating, experiencing like a dystopic kind of moment and like contrasting that with the American paradise sort of vibe was when we went to go see that movie. What's it called? The It was about like a drone bombing. I know the movie you're talking about. Uh, I... I, I don't remember. Eye of the drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the word. Yeah, it's, it's some some yeah some. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, some I drone th- some drone bombing happens. Yeah, <laughs> drones bomb a little girl. Yeah, and that's yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then in the credits, um, it shows a, like the girl that just died spinning around in the yard. Yeah. And we're both just like sobbing. Mm-hmm. And this is at the Grove, and then we go outside after this movie where we're sobbing because this like little girl in Afghanistan or something dies, mm-hmm. and then we walk outside and like Frank Sinatra's playing. Mm-hmm. It's the water like, fountains are the best, is and then the fucking fountain that is yeah, coordinated yeah. with the music. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Good times. We were like, are we supposed to just like? enjoy this fucking fountain now <laughs> fountains are pretty offensive sometimes yeah too. yeah it shouldn't exist yeah it's like this is too nice yeah this is this is mockery <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then there's like a barnes and noble yeah, yeah, and a trolley a, mm-hmm, and all in mm-hmm. a nordstrom and it's just like mm-hmm. um i've actually heard of multiple people having like a spiritual like turnaround like this guy who i know was like um he was at the Grove with his wife and then like was like, fuck it. I'm going to go build a school in Tibet. And then he did. <laughs> he was just like, so, oh, man. So people like find meaningless in yeah, the Grove and then yeah. it's like, oh, I need people to People have my direction. spiritual bottoms at the Grove. Oh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so, Johan, how's everything going with comedy? And uh, I just went to go see your show. Um why Johan Miranda should be deported, mm-hmm. um, which was fabulous. And um, uh, it's with a slight, mm, just a slight pinch of nihilism, just a little salting. Yeah, I throw that in. Yeah. Um, it's going good. I um, I 
I first did that show last year. Uh, the the Getty was doing like an exhibit on undocumented artists, and I got put in touch with one of their venues. They were doing it, and they were like, they gave me a night to to do the show. They're like, oh, you could do whatever you want for an hour, and so it. Uh, I had to figure out what I wanted to say about immigration, and um, I couldn't. I, I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to say. Um, and, and then I just broke it down. I was like, well, I, I don't really contribute anything to this country, like economically or, <laughs> or morally or any, or any, any way you measure it, any way you slice it up. I'm n- no bueno. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well then I should be deported. And then that's sort of what the show's become. Which is funny. Cause if a conservative came and saw that show, they could just agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's, it's for, it's, it has something for everyone. I'm think, reaching across the aisle. Do you do you have any experience with that title um, rubbing some well-meaning white liberals the wrong way? Not yet. If they have, uh, they haven't told me. Um, like I can just imagine like a furrowed brow. Like, like no, he should not. Nah, b- believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. Well. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I watched this movie also uh, that you told me to watch, uh, First Reformed. Yeah, uh, greatest, about, greatest movie of our generation. About climate anxiety. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of it, I was like, I'm so glad this film is being made. Like, why aren't, you know, because in general, and the point to this podcast is like, uh, why aren't we just like talking about this? Um, like, can we talk about this without having a meltdown? And I felt like maybe this theme to that show was no, <laughs> we mm-hmm. can't talk about it without having a meltdown and trying to drink Drano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that went zero to hundred real quick. It, it um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, uh, you didn't seem to like the ending, which is understandable. Um, I mean, I'm not. Like you're Catholic, yeah. so someone wrapping themselves oh, as barbed wire, you're that. like, yeah. fuck yeah! I was like, this is a bit much. You don't need to. I thought, it was, I thought he was being very conservative. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this guy's. That's like some Mel Gibson shit <laughs> yeah, or yeah. some sort of. Like... <laughs> <laughs> wrapping yourself. We in deserve this, yeah. and I don't know. In terms of that theme of like, will God forgive us? I'm like, God made us, dude. Like, is his like. <laughs> you know like why is a priest or a reverend would you go down that line of thinking but i guess because we're sinners right okay <laughs> no no i mean i don't know i i i mean we're i'm, I'm not particularly religious i you know i i think uh How's the carbonated water working yeah. <laughs> out for you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Some gas in No, no, no. I, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm not burping. I'm just like, I'm just not very, I'm not good at speaking. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I like how, you know, yeah, they, 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 uh, it, it made a, a moral case for it, uh, which I don't even believe in. Uh, but it's a good case for it. 
It does make sense. You don't think there's a moral case to try to combat climate change? Um, I, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think, I, I don't think shaming people has worked into like, you know, uh, doing better. Like we all, like I get the idea that we should all do better, but every, uh, like push every public campaign to do better doesn't really amount to much. Sure. And so I guess what I mean is we, if we keep going down that route, we're not going to, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I think, I think we've talked about this before. It's like, uh, and sort of the moral route is sort of focusing on the individual's choices. Right. The campaign of, you should should recycle more. It also was kind of, the movie was kind of focusing on the corporations and stuff. Right, right. That's, 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 I I think that was the, the best part of it. Yeah. Yeah. With like a suicide vest and all that. Yeah. Um, like, would you, will it come to a point where we should fucking try to go into a evil corporation and blow shit up or. Well, I, I think that's, that's sort of the, I, I wait, think we can't air this. Now. <laughs> it's just a movie. I, I it's just, <laughs> it would be in our self-interest to blow them up. Yeah. But then we blow up, but you think that's fine to die. No, I don't. I don't. Not me. <laughs> if someone else wants to do it, it's I. If someone else wants to do it, I'm, I, I'm for it. Yeah, I, that that I feel like that's for the youth, you know. <laughs> Which is weird because they have the most life ahead of them. But once I hit thirty, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to assassinate anyone. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm starting to get too comfortable. It's like it's like you you age out of the draft, you know. Eight, <laughs> Eighteen year olds should. Yeah, like I, I'm feeling less and less radical as I get older. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I thought was interesting about the Reverend character in that movie or the is just like this role that drinking plays and like mm-hmm. alcohol of like cuz I kind of related to it because I um I stopped drinking about 4 years ago and I was reading some of my journal entries from when I was drinking and it is like some, it, it was like a lot of weird black and white like moral whippings of myself of like there was this thing that I wrote down which was just like how can I think about losing weight when the planet is dying and it's just like I was just trying to be like god Jessica you're stuck in your shallow cage of whatever and I'm just like I mean you can go to the gym and do things about climate change like you know like (laughs) I just like I feel like this uh the alcoholism within this kind of doomsday mortality makes it so like I mean I think a lot of people are like, oh, the only way that I'll talk about climate change is if I have a few beers. But I think probably drinking and talking about that topic can be really uh, uh, more gloomy than even necessary because then you're just wasted. And mm-hmm. then you're like, now I got to put barbed wire around myself and drink Drano. And it's just like, uh, it's just not not a nice not a nice thing <laughs> yeah I, I um i i didn't really think about it that i, I didn't that didn't really cross my mind when um but yeah that couldn't have helped <laughs> his descent into madness yeah it's yeah. like maybe don't listen to this podcast while drinking mm-hmm. or don't drink after this podcast 
right. go, go to the spa after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you really got to up the self-care to continue to have these conversations. Seems like people really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I never really talk about it in regular conversation, even though I, I, it, it is the most important topic. Do you think about it or want to talk about it? Or you're just like, ah, it's not. Well, I, I think I've given up hope that it's going to. I think in my mind, I've I've already counted humanity out. So you think that the point of talking about it would be if there's hope and what should we do about it? Not necessarily. I, 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 I just I'm willing to talk about it and whoever wants to talk about it. But and I don't think it's I think we should try. Even if, even though I, even though I think it's hopeless for the most part, I think we should still try because what else are we going to do? Right. And, and and what, but that trying is mitigating the worst of it, (laughs) making it not as bad. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's hope in that human beings probably can survive this whole extinction era, you know? Right? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. What? We'll just eat some bugs and shit and yeah. have some bunk. I don't know. Probably. But um But yeah, we 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 got to prepare and try to minimize the damage. But to me, I'm just like let's process this because is it healthy to never talk about it or is it more healthy to just not talk about it? If you talk about it, will you end up like uh the reverend and first reformed? Like, is it just, you know how there's people that are like, I don't read the news because it's too upsetting. Mm-hmm. I really sympathize with that. But at the same time, I find it's weird that every time I like bring it up in ca- conversation that people shut down so much. And I'm like, is it because it's not interesting or is it um, because it's too hard to think about, too upsetting? It, 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 it brings into question so much of your choices. You know, it it really when when you think about how it it, it makes everything seem pointless. Uh, everything, especially us comedians, we're like trying to make it, and it's like, why? I mean, even if climate change wasn't happening, comedy would be really. Co- being a comedian does feel like pointless. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about it, though. Yeah. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I yeah. could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as comedy's gained some popularity, it, it is kind of ruining that because people are kind of turning to comedians and it's just like, the only way I think I can say anything is if you don't take me seriously, mm-hmm. like, um, kind of the fool and King Lear sort of thing. Like right. you can sneak in knowledge if you're a fool, but if you're like, being looked to for guidance then you'll take yourself too seriously and uh, and kind of get, get into your power intellect and then the power of your intellect and then it'll be muddled by uh your human ego <laughs> okay <laughs> so comedy's dumb and that's good yeah um but yeah when donald trump got elected i was i swore to myself i was gonna quit comedy and like trained to become an assassin (laughs) like in that moment i was like dude i gotta get serious this is a serious but like i don't know i also think that that's very silly 
<laughs> at the same time now. <laughs> but is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the we were all resistance fighters um, yeah. after the election. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were some marches for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's is it is it pointless? Probably. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that's I. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I, I I I get stuck thinking about this kind of stuff too, where it's like, well. But you do seem like you've made like a lot of peace with it in a way, like um, uh, like you've accepted that climate change is a reality, and you're kind of. M- you moving, you know, you're not really necessarily wrapping yourself with barbed wire. I don't know. You might have some on under your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's how this <laughs> podcast is going to end. Uh, I, uh, the way I've come to deal with it, and I, you, and you, you know this about me. I, 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 in general, I think I've, I've always thought life is pointless, and I feel like climate change has been like supporting evidence of it being kind of pointless. Uh, and, um, and, and it, it's kind of like, uh, our, uh <laughs> the, 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 like, I, I, the way I look at it is, is, is we shouldn't even like, we can agree that we, we shouldn't live forever. Right. Um, I don't know. Cause I'm not really sure why I have to die. Well, look at it, look at it this way. I have you ever had those conversations where you know how the conversation is going to go? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I know this. I I know this conversation is going to go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I I oh, well, I don't hate it, but it's like, you know. But well, imagine doing that forever. I like small talk. I like people just being like, oh, the weather's nice. I think it's funny. I'm like, yeah, the weather is nice. But can you <laughs> imagine five, five, like if you lived 500 years and you kept doing that, you would want to keep doing it? Well, I'd do other things. I'd make some probably model ships. <laughs> I imagine I would get very good at a craft. I do think longer than 500 would be too much too much at some point it's too much right so at some point we should die well the good thing about death is if if the world is inhabitable or if you're at a bad point if it was paired if it was just like pretty nice that'd be fine but it's like if things did descend into war or (laughs) if things did like um uh get really ugly it's like death is comes as a reprieve Mm-hmm. It's like nobody has to live through any torture forever. Right. So that's that's sort of how I see it is we're, it's good that we die at some point. And in a span of humanity, uh, we're getting we're alive at probably the most interesting part. Which is the possible death of humanity. Uh, can you, uh, expand on that? So why is that more interesting than just like, than be, than being alive in the 1600s, you know, dude, Vikings and nah, but come on. then we would be like only alive for 30 years. We're getting a sweet deal with possibly 70 or 80. Sure. 
and you know most likely we wouldn't have been doing cool shit you know we would have been statistically we would have been peasants i mean it would be cool to be like yeah but you could be like a blacksmith or something <laughs> why is that not cool forge weapons no nah, no nah, come I, on johan no no you could have been building machu picchu <laughs> Could have been a human sacrifice. Watching the aliens do it. (laughs) (laughs) You could have seen aliens building the fucking. That would have been cooler. I will admit that. Um, But in general, I I think we're we enjoy the splendors of civilization. You know, we internet and all that, and we get we get front row seats at the collapse of it. Yeah. So. That will be fairly interesting, at least, I guess. <laughs> it just sucks that it happens so slow. It's historically relevant. You know, it's just, it's going to happen. Like, I'm sure it's, it's going to speed up at some point, but right now it's just so slow that it's like. Yeah, it's like, come on already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does feel like. <laughs> well, you, you know what it feels like? It's like, and I, I think we've, we've talked about this before, it was like, you know, that. It's like that Titanic when it hits the iceberg, right? right? But it's like if from that moment to the Titanic sinking, if like if that took 50 years. Right. And so we're just on the Titanic for like waiting for years. And it's like in the meantime, let's let's work on our comedy careers. Yeah, let's play the cello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the violin. Yeah. Um. Who would you be on the on the Titanic? I thought about this. I you know that scene where they're like, oh, it's like vert- the Titanic is vertical, and like uh-huh. Jack and Rose are like hanging to the railings, uh-huh. and then there's like a scene where it's like the guy just falls halfway <laughs> through and just that's, breaks his back. That's, that's me. Who that's, you that's identify me. with? Yeah, because I would lose my grip. I don't have a strong grip, so I would lose my grip and like just crack my back. That's a, I, I think he had the he had the he had the best way to go out. Just immediately imagine drowning most of the people will drown that's terrible just what if, just a quick you know what quick... i think i think that i would um make it to the end where rose was but i would get violently attacked by a shark <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get attacked by a shark mm-hmm. in general. <laughs> but yeah they didn't show that in the movie but there's one person in the water in real life no (laughs) but why would that not happen dude if that happened though after you survived the ship sinking you'd be like fucking really Mm -hmm. now a shark wow how fun um but yeah i think a lot of people would be very disturbed to hear that uh like you know we're up coming upon the extinction of mankind but Maybe it is like this clinging to life and uh, clinging to the human ego. And like if you're too obsessed with surviving, then you become like the shitty fiance who steals a child just to make it onto a lifeboat. Wow. That's a hell of a... (laughs) Where is she going with this? Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that scene. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, throughout everyone's life, like you have to become... um, Or at some point, you're going to accept your own death, whether or not, because you'll die. (laughs) And also, not only our deaths, but mankind. Like, even if we survive 
global warming and make it to Mars or wherever. Like, it's at some point, mankind's gonna go extinct. It's not gonna go on forever. So, you know, at some point, all of this is gonna end. Yeah. So it's like because the sun will explode. Right. Right. Yeah. It does, I think, like, even if you can deal with the extinction of mankind, it, it does feel a little weird that we're the ones that did it. Are we? I guess, I mean, look, I, I yes. Yes, uh, all right. I, I, that's something I worry about, is, like, it being, I think that's the worst part of, I think that's the worst part, is being old and, like, having to answer for this. And I don't, I don't have an answer. I'm like, well, you know, I, I drove, <laughs> I delivered Postmates. <laughs> I fucking drove across town to deliver, That's not really to, true, deliver to like, deliver you, a you pack are, of cigarettes. You are so, you are somewhat active. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, but I, I, I still don't, I still want to be mad at a kid from the future just being, being mad at me or just being bad in general. Being like fuck yeah. these, I would have. I, I get it. Yeah. Um. But what what is it you are doing? Because you said earlier, like you know, we have to try because we don't really have a choice. Whether right. or not it's hopeless, we still have to like try to do our part. Um. Mm-hmm. So what is what do you see your role in that? Um. Well, I think we've talked before about um the the aspect of the migration the forced migration that's going to happen from climate change from um especially the global south uh and how that's going to become a huge crisis and will i i think will be our real slide into fascism uh because we're just not i mean we're seeing that happen in Europe and that's not even climate change that's just you know foreign policy <laughs> decisions um and so, yeah, I, I think my role is uh, trying to tell people that. I really do think that. I, I feel like, what's that uh, U.S. history guy? <laughs> Paul, Paul Revere, the guy who's like... The British are coming. The British are coming. I say, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to find ways to tell people, like, uh, we got to figure this out or fascism is going to win. Right. So we have to open the borders. Yes. We have to prepare to deal with mass migration and redistribution of the wealth, or we're just going to become, let's just slaughter people at the border, yeah. some crazy shit like it's, that. It's going to, it's going to, the, the far right is going to consolidate power. They're going to use it as a, they're going to use that crisis as like, we're the ones dealing, we're the only ones dealing with this in a real way. So vote for us and they're going to win because everyone else is in denial. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of, that's sort of, I'm trying to figure out ways how I can, I mean, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 So becoming like pro, pro immigration and pro like refugee is like a solution to, to dealing with the effects that climate change will have. Right. Well, it's just, it's, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's always, um, we, we got to. It's, it's, it really just comes down to accepting, you know. I, 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 uh, it's like, can we have enough lifeboats? Right. It's <laughs> 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 like, you know, it, it, 
because it's, it's always framed like it, it, and it's framed as an immigration problem but the problem is immigration it's what what so you know you could say a lot of the immigration problem we have is just results of you know foreign policy decisions we made decades ago uh so and the same thing will happen with this uh climate uh change migrants where it's like it's not an immigration problem it's just we we fucked up the planet and they're they're it's just so it's not the immigration is not the problem it's, it's what we're doing right now is the problem and so but it's hard to tell people and i think the disconnect is it's hard to tell people that we shouldn't and i i keep going back to this like i doing postmates i'll deliver a pack of cigarettes across town right yeah and it's hard to tell people that that luxury shouldn't exist oh totally and that's what it's going to come down to is telling people like this 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 lifestyle we're living is not sustainable yeah and people don't want to hear that politicians don't want to say that yeah i could do without some of it you know i could live without a postmates i went out to dinner with someone recently and i was like it's so crazy how in la we could have literally any dinner we want we could eat Mm -hmm. any cuisine from around the world and go out and get it within minutes and then he was like yeah and we're paying for it and i was (laughs) like oh shit that's true like uh just kind of massive massive luxury over here Mm -hmm. um and, uh, you know, but it's also like, it's hard to stand and look and enjoy the fountain <laughs> when we know, like, what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Not literally the fountain, <laughs> but the whole, the whole scene. Right. Uh, not that you can't ever enjoy a fountain, but it's like, uh, if you uh, feel discontent within your luxurious lifestyle, and need to take opiates for many reasons. You might look to just like getting involved in helping combat climate change because it's just I don't think anyone could really enjoy uh, the American lifestyle mm-hmm. um, with uh, what it's kind of doing. With that said. Um, I do eat lots of different cuisines and have gotten Postmates, and I drive an SUV. Um, we're, you know, we're just going to have to answer for this someday. That's fine. Yeah. I'll tell a kid. Yeah, fucking had a great time. You know, Jessica's a, <laughs> just got a Ford Explorer. <laughs> Ford Explorer. <laughs> fucking, yeah, it was, it was a great time. You fucking $3 Ubers? I had a great time. Fuck you. That's what I'm going <laughs> to tell these kids. <laughs> Actually, the last podcast I did, I told the guest to like... As we do this podcast, try to think about like if your future kid were listening, <laughs> like what do you, what would you have to say to them? Mm-hmm. I I went. I will tell them I went from Silver Lake <laughs> to Westwood for ten dollars, <laughs> and it was worth it. I would do it again. <laughs> What'd you do in Westwood? It's some party. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't even have fun. <laughs> yeah, you know. No. So it was, yeah, it was. It's incredible times. I mean, we're, that's what I'm saying. We're lucky. We're enjoying it. Yeah. You know? But did you talk about climate change at the party in Westwood? No. I don't. I don't. In, in person, I, I don't. Maybe I should. I don't know. Can I ask you a question? Why do I think it's funny to bring up climate change? I. <laughs> well, I think. In Westwood specifically. In general, I think when you, you like just <laughs> making, like just being you. You know, I think you like, you just like, you like not compromising on what you want to say. 
Is that a fair assessment? <laughs> I at the same time, though, I don't like to trigger and hurt people because I have seen like theater performances where I was like, "Okay, now I'm fully traumatized. You did not have to do that." <laughs> but I do think a little bit of discomfort is funny, mm-hmm. especially when it's like I feel like it's kind of an elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what climate change has to do with comedy. I don't. I haven't really seen people successfully talk about it in their act mm-hmm. at all. Have you seen this? Do you try to talk yeah, about for, these yeah, things in reform. your act? Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said first reform was a good comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen any comedian talk about climate change or in, in, or, or even attempt it. I haven't. I don't think I've heard any comedian talk about climate change, which is insane. Yeah, that that's you know. I we're, mean, we're you the, you, the success, truth, you the successfully talked about immigration in your show. Uh huh. Um, why immigration is easier? I think because climate change is too abstract. You know, I think it's harder because it's immigration is like oh oh I'm an immigrant so I I could make it more personal you know, but like trying to talk trying to do jokes about climate change I, you would have to make it personal and be like. You know, fucking having meltdowns over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. The weird thing about me right now is I, I think I used to have more meltdowns about it. And now I'm kind of, I think about it a lot and I take it seriously, but I'm a little chill with it. You've accepted it. So it makes it hard to like, I feel like I have to create this like, um, like alter ego of someone that's like freaking out about it to even talk about it, which is like. Or how about <laughs> now we're just workshopping? <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I think it would be funny to explore how you became chill, like how you just learned to love the bomb. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with the first reformed movie, which is like some of the shit he said in the beginning of that movie when he was the reverend talking to um, the boyfriend mm-hmm. uh, whose uh, wife is pregnant or whatever and or mm-hmm. girlfriend. I don't know if they were married, but um uh, and he's like so depressed about climate change. He's got like a dying polar bear as a screensaver <laughs> and shit like that. And I, I thought that Ethan Hawke's character just had so many like wise things to say. Like, um, I I think like he said something like wisdom is the ability to hold two contradictory ideas at once. Right. It's like the human brain we can actually hold and deal with just about anything and stay alive and cope with just about anything. And it's kind of wild to me that I could like look at the end of the world and then be like, okay, what can we do? Let's workshop. <laughs> Let's problem solve. Yeah. Um, H- hope and despair. You got to hold. Yeah. And that despair is kind of a selfish act in, in the end. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a, egotistical like you know just like i'm alone drinking whiskey yeah, yeah that's just, what it turns into real quick yeah and i have done that and i do relate <laughs> to that um i did have to quit drinking because it was making me sick and way too depressed i think i would have gone the route of like uh not barbed wire but draino i could see um <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where draino yeah, looks good, good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then he said, yeah, uh, I liked his character in the beginning and he said, maybe God is more creative than we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that there is a fucking bigger picture that I can't see, mm-hmm. you know? And I do think 
if we don't survive the earth well and the universe well, and yeah. I don't think I know very much. So like mm-hmm. all I can do is try to do what I do. So it's not that I'm chill with climate change now. Like it's still kind of an upsetting topic, but um, I think that Donald Trump getting elected did change the way I approach stuff a lot because I freaked out so much about that. Mm-hmm when it happened that I kind of looked back on a lot of the ways that I was freaking out and I was, and I looked at other people freaking out, other liberals or conservatives or whatever. And I'm like, it's kind of self-righteous and it's kind of like, they like it. Like, you know, when someone gets angry and I'm like, you like being angry right now, like this feels like you're kind of getting off on this. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got some more self-awareness about that. And, uh, and just seeing how unhelpful it was, there was a talk that Cornell West gave after the election that was like, we don't have to have hope. We have to be a hope. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be hope. We have to do hope. Like, yeah. so I kind of, uh, I did kind of learn some things from Trump getting elected because it was the most maybe despair I've ever felt Yeah. in terms of hopelessness. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. What about you? What Do you have a process with that? What, how do you actually feel like when you think about climate change? I, I, I think I, I do the same thing with hope and despair. I well, I I would say I, I look at it as like if if I were to if I were to bet on this, I would put all my money that this is gonna be a disaster. Um, I that being said, I I'm like well, what now though? Like what we. that's what it always comes down to. It's like, well, okay, shit's fucked up and it's going to be fucked up, but what? Okay, then what? And, like, the only thing to do is to try. Even though I I think it's uh, probably most likely not going to work out, it's like you still got to give it a shot because it's like, what else are you going to do? You're going to fucking... I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't live... I I, I don't know how to live not at like holding out some hope yeah that is good (laughs) (laughs) no yeah totally um i think that's wonderful um i think i think that's a really good way to look at it uh do you think you'll talk to people and process about climate change more just and, to know, like, hey, and, how you feeling with all the, you know? I, I'm always open if anyone yeah. wants to talk to me. I don't know if I'm, I will initiate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, but I do wonder, yeah, why, why it's not. Um, it will, it will, you know what's going to happen? It will be like a common thing to talk about. And then you'll be like, whatever. I talked about it first. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I felt when Trump got elected yeah. because I was so doomsday for so long. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden everyone else was doing it. And I was like, all right, all you right. guys, yeah. I told you I was freaked out about stuff and you told me to take antidepressants. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone's so upset. <laughs> it's like, I was a bummer first. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, um, Johan, this is, thanks so much for everything you said. It's been a really interesting discussion. Yeah. Um, do you have any, uh, comedy or otherwise stuff you'd like to plug? Um, Um, probably in October. Uh, well, I, I, I'm, 
I want to do the one man show again in November. I don't have the date set yet, but um, my ins- my Twitter and Instagram is at Johan Comedy. Yeah, it's such an amazing show. Um, follow Johan's Twitter, and then he'll announce that show again. Yeah. Um, called uh, Why Johan Miranda Should Be Deported. Um, cool. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, thanks. Oh, oh.